Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. Son Corail est on lust serpendadu. Squat Coron la tati la Rosalie turn mangering. During the whole of a dull, dark, and soundless day in autumn of the year, when the clouds hung oppressively low in the heavens, had been passing alone on horseback for a singly dreary tract of the country, I at length found myself in the shades where evening drew on in view the melancholy house of Usher. I know not how it was, but with the first glimpse of the building, sense insufferable gloom pervaded my spirit, and say insufferable, the feeling was relieved by any of that half pledgeable because poetic sentiment with which the mind usually receives even the sternest natural images of the desolate or terrible. I looked upon the scene before me, upon the mere house and the pot and the simple landscape features of the domain, upon the blink wall walls, upon the vacant eye-like windows, upon a few rank sledges, upon a few white trunks of decayed trees, a depression of soul, which I can compare to no earthly sensation, more properly into the after-dream of a reveler upon opium, the bitter lapse into everyday life, Hiding, it is dropping off to the veil. There was an iciness, a sinking, a sickening of the heart, unredeemed dreariness, a fault with no golding of the imagination could torture into aught of the sublime. Was it, what was it? I paused to think. What was it that so unnerved me in the complimentation of the house of Usher? Is a mystery all soluble, nor could I grapple with the shadowy fancies that crowded upon me as I pondered, as false to fall back upon an insatiable conclusion, that while beyond doubt there are, combina are combinations of very simple natural object objects which have the power of thus affecting us, still the innocence of this power lies among considerations beyond our depth. Possible if reflected, a mere different arrangement, the tickers of the scene, the details of the picture, will be significant to modify, or perhaps annihilate its capacity for sorrowful impression. Acting upon this idea, vain my horse to the prosperous, persistent brink of the black and lurid tarn, lay in an unruffled luster of the wider dwelling, grazed down, but with shudder even more thrilling than before, upon the remodelled inverted images of the grey sledge, the ghastly tree stems, the vacant and eye-like windows. Nevertheless, in this mansion of gloom, I now propose to myself a salon for some weeks. Quieter Roderick Yosha has been once one of my boon companions in boyhood, but many years elapsed since our last meeting. A letter, however, had lately reached me in distant parts of the country. A letter from him, which is in its worldly and portrait nature, and admitted no other than a personal reply. The MS, given evidence of nervous agitation, a writer spoke of acute bodily illness, a mental disorder which oppressed him, of earnest desire to see me at his best, indeed his very only personal friend, view attempting the cheerfulness of my society, some nation, 
of this relay is a matter in which all this and much more was said. His apparent heart went with his request. It followed me no room for hesitation. I accordingly obeyed forthwith, and what with what I still considered a very singular summons. Though as boys he'd never been intimate associates, yet I really knew little, my friend. His herb had always been excessive, habitable. He was aware, however, his very ancient family had been noted time out of mind, peculiar sensibility, temperament, displaying itself for long ages in many works of exalted art, manifested late, pitted deeds, a mythificent scent yet of obtrusive charity, as well as a passionate devotion to indignities, perhaps even more than to unorthodox and irreconcilable beauties of musical science. And too, very remarkable fact, the Stanley Usher race, all time-honoured as it was, had put forth at no period any enduring branch, in other words, our entire family in direct line of descent, and always a very trifling and very terribly a variation so laid. I was at this irresistible sufficiency, I considered while running over in fault the perfect keeping of the character of the premises, the accredited character of the people. And while speculating upon the possible influence which the one in a long lapse of centuries might have exercised upon the other, it was this deficiency, perhaps, coral issue, the concurrence and divinating transmission from sire to son of the priority of the name which had at length so identified two as a as to merge the original title the state in the quaint elevatical appellation of the house of usher appellation which seemed to include in the minds of peasantry who used it both the family and family mansion i said the whole so affected by somewhat childish experiment of looking down within the town, of being of deep and to deepen the first single impression, there can be no doubt that the consciousness of the rapid increase of my superstition, why, why should I not so term it, so mainly to accelerate the increase itself? Church, I have long known the paradoxical law, all sentiments having terror as a basis. It might have been for this reason only that when I again uplifted my eyes to the house itself from its image in a pole, there grew in my mind a strange fancy. Fancy to ridiculous indeed. I had not mentioned it to show the vivid force of the sensations. It oppressed me. I had to work. It so worked upon my imagination as really to believe that about a whole mansion of Maine there hung an atmosphere peculiar to its themselves. The immediate vicinity, atmosphere which had no affinity with the air of heaven, but with which had reached up for the decayed trees, a grey wall and silent town, a pestilent and mystic vapour, dull, sluggish, faintly discernible, and laden, laden, hued. Shaking off from my spirit, what must have been a dream, I scanned more narrowly the railway aspect of the building. Principal feature seemed to be that exquisite antiquity, the scoloration of ages, being great. Minute fungi overspread the whole interior, exterior, hanging in the fine web, tangled web work from the eaves. Yet all this was apart from any extraordinary depredation, no portion of the masonry forum. It appeared to be wild and consistently between its still and perfect adaptation of parts, crumbling condition, the individual stones. If this were there as much reminded me specious totality by old woodwork, which was rotten for long years, some neglected vault, 
with no disturbance from the breath, external air. Beyond this incarceration, extensive decay have a fabric rage, little token of stability. Perhaps the eye of scrutinating observer might have discovered a barely perceivable fusion, which, extending from the roof of the building, in front made its way down to the wall, wall in the exact direction, until it became lost in the southern waters of the town. Noted these things, I rode over a short causeway to the house. A servant awaiting took my horse. I entered the Gothic archway of the hall. A valet, a stealthy step, hence conducted me in a silence through many dark and crooked patches my progress to the studio of the master. Much had encountered on the way contributed, I know not how, to heighten the vague sentiments of which I have already spoken. Roderick's around me, while the cavings of the ceilings, the sombre tapestries of the wall, the only blackness of the floors, the phantom armoral trophies, Rattled as I strode, when but matters of which, or such as which, I've been accustomed from my infancy. I had no hesitant not to acknowledge familiar was all this. I still wanted to find out how familiar were the fancies which all new images were stirring up. On one of these staircases, I met the physician of family. His countenance, I thought, were a mingled expression of low cunning, pexipidity. He accosted me with temptation and passed on without it now, threw open the door, ushered me in the presence of his master. The room which I found myself was very large and lofty, the windows long, narrow and pointed, and so vast a distance of the black oaken floor as to be altogether insensible or in. Feel gleams of crimson light made their way for the transled panes that served to render significantly distinct and more prominent objects around. The eye have struggled in vain to reach the motor angles of the chamber, recesses of the vaulted and fretted ceiling. Dank diaries were hung upon the walls. General furniture was profuse, comfortless, antique and tattered. Many books of musical instruments lay scattered about, but failed to give any vitality to the scene. But a breed and atmosphere of sorrow, there was stern, deep, indemnable gloom hung over and veiled, faded all. Upon my entrance, Usher rose from the sofa, which he had been lying at full length, greeting me with vicious, gracious warmth. Which had much in it, as I first thought, of an overdone calamity, constrained effort of an immune man of the world. Glance, however, his countenance convinced me of his perfect sincerity. We sat down of some moments while he spoke not. I gazed upon him with a highly half a pity, half of awe. Surely a man had never been so terribly altered in so brief a period. As had Roderick Usher, as with his with terrible, diff, it was the difficulty I could bring myself to admit that indented the man being before me, a companion of my early boyhood. Yet the character of his face had been all times remarkable a cadaverous complexion, an eye large, liquid, and limorous beyond comprehension, lips somewhat thin. Very padded, but of surpassing beauty, curve, beautiful curves, nose a delicate, Hebrew model, but with a breath and nostril, unusual similar formations, a finely moulded chin, speaking in its want of prominence, a want of moral energy, higher of moral, the white blight softness and unity. These features, Within ordinary expansion by the regions of temper, made up together a countenance not easy to be forgotten. Now, in the merest straggleration of a prevailing character, these features and expression 
their want to convey lay so much to change I, I doubted to whom I spoke now ghastly pallor of the skin now miraculous lust of the eyes above all things stared and even the ordinary silken hair too was suffered to grow all unheeded as his well got small texture it floated rather than fell about the face could not even with effort connect its abstract expression from any idea of simple humanity in the manner of my friend i was once struck with coordinates all consistency i found found this arises a series of feeble and futile struggles to overcome habitual tempity and nerve excessive nervous agitation for something of his nature had indeed been prepared no less with letter than by remembrances certain by his traits by conclusions deduced from a peculiar physical conformation temperament his actions are totally voracious and sullen his voice varied gradually from tremendous indecision which the animal spirits seemed utterly in abeyance to that species of genic concision that abrupt weighty and hurried and hallowed sounding immunication a lady in self balance of perfectly modulated gruntual utterance which may be observed in a lost act lunkward in claimable eater opium during the periods of his most intense excitement it is thus that he spoke of the object of my visit his earnest desire to see me the solace expected to fall me him and he entered at some length to which he conveyed to be the nature of his medley it was he said constitutional family evil one for which he despaired to find a remedy a mere nervous affliction affection he immediately added which would undoubtedly soon pass off it displayed itself a host of unnatural sensations some of these he used to tell them interest and bewildered me though perhaps the terms general manner in narration had their weight he suffered much from the morbid acuteness and his scent of the senses most intrepid food was alone and durable he would wear only garments of certain texture odours of all flowers were oppressive his eyes were tortured by even faint light yeah, but peculiar sounds those constrained strange instruments which did not inspire him with horror to an anonymous species of terror i found him a bowden slave i shall perish said he i must perish in deplorable folly thus and thus not otherwise shall i be lost i dread the events of the future not themselves but their results i shall have thought of any even the most trivial incident which may operate upon this intolerable agitation of soul i have indeed no intolerance of danger except in its absolute effect in terror is unnerved in this pitiful condition i feel the period will sooner or later arrive i must abandon life and reason together some struggle with grim fantasium fear i learned moreover at intervals through broken and equivocable hints some singular feature of mental condition is in chain of sensitive petitions pressions in regard to dwelling which he tenanted whence for many years he never ventured forth god of influence those, those superstitions forced to convey in terms too shadowy here to be reinstated Infants which some curiosities in the mere form and substance of his family mentioned had, by dint of long sufferance, he said, obtained over his spirit. Effect which as physique, grey walls and turrets, dim tarn, which they all looked down, had at length brought upon the morale of his existence. He admitted, however, although the visitation and much the peculiar gloom which thus affected him could be traced to more natural and far more credible origin the severe long continued illness deed eventually approaching this dissolution the tenny beloved sister 
So companions for long years, he last only relatives on earth. You see, she said, a bitterness which I never forget. Would I leave him? Him the hopeless, the frail, the last of ancient race of the ashes. When I spoke, Lady Medling, for so she was called, passed slowly through her monk portion, apartment, without having noticed my presence, had disappeared. I guarded her with utter astonishment, not unmingled with dread, and yet I found it impossible to count for such feelings. Sensation stupor pressed me as my eyes upon her retreating steps, when a door at length closed upon her. My glance sought instinctively and eagerly countenance of, bro- of the brother, but I had buried his face in his hands, could not only perceive a far more than ornery weariness and overspread immaculated fingers with which trickled many passionate tears. As he is a lady Medellin, with long battled the skill of her physicians, a set of apathy, a gradual wasting in the way of the person, a frequent fruit of transient affections, particularly patriarchal character, were the unusual diagnosis, were the unusual diagnosis, give those who steadily borne up against the pressure of a malaise, and would not be taking herself finally to bed, but on the closing in of the evening, on my arrival at the house she succumbed, the mother told me the night with expressible avitation, prostrating power of destroyer, I learned at a glimpse, obtained of her person, would thus probably be the last I should obtain. A lady at least while living will be seen by me no more. For several days is doing a name was unmentioned by either Usher or myself. During this period I brooded in an earnest endeavour to aim annihilate the Macaulay melancholy of my friend. We painted and read together. I listened as a dream, wild inspirations as of speaking guitar. Thus, the closer and still closer we see, admitted me more and reservedly, recess of his spirit, more bitterly did I receive a fertility, all attempt of cheering a mind, which darkness, with inherent positive quality, poured forth upon all objects, the moral and physical universe, in one increasing radiation of gloom. I shall never bear about me a memory of the many solemn hours I thus spent alone in the master of the house of Usher, and I shall fail in my attempt to convey any idea of that character of the studies or the occupations which he involved me or led me by the way, sighted and hurriedly distempered into identity through the separatist lust over me all. His long improvised dirges ring forever in my ears. Among other things, I lay painfully in mind a certain singularity perversion, application of the wild air, last waltz of Van Weber. The paintings of his elaborate fancy brooded, which grew touch by touch to vagueness, which I shuddered, vulgarness, which I shuddered more freely, because I shuddered, knowing not why. These painting vivids of their image now are before me. I would in vain endeavour to dice juice more than a small portion which should lie within the compass of merely written words. By utter sympathy, the nakedness of his designs rested an overawed attention. Ever moral painted an idea, well, to an idea. Immortal was Roderick, Roderick Usher, for me at least, the circumstances. That surrounding me rose out of pure abstractions. It hydrochronodicate contrived to throw upon his canvas. Since he had told tolerable awe, a shadow which I felt ever yet in contemplation, and certainly growing yet to concrete reveries of a frozerly. One of the phantomonic conceptions of my friend, partaking not of my rigidity, the spirit of abstraction, may be shadowed forth, although feebly in words, 
A small picture presented the interior an immensely long rectangular vault or tunnel, which low walls, smooth, white, without interruption of device. Turn accessory points of design so well to convey the idea. This is stratification. Lay in a ceiling beneath, below the surface of the earth. No light was observed. Any portion is vast extent. No torch or artificial source of light is discernible. Yet the flood of intense rays rolled throughout the bathed, the whole, the ghastly and inappropriate splendor. I just spoken of that morbid condition, ordinary nerve, which rendered all music intolerable, the sufferer, the inception of certain effects of string instruments, with perhaps the narrow limits which that he thus confined himself by the guitar, which gave birth great measure to the fantastic character of the performances, but the fervid facility of his accomplice could not be so accounted for, for they must have been and were in the notes as well as in the words of his wild fancies, which not been infrequently accomplished him with rhymed verbal perforations, result intense mental collectedness and concentration, to which I have previously alluded, as observable in particular moments of the highest artificial excitement. Words of one of these rhapsodies I easily remembered, are perhaps the more forcible. Impress with its with it they gave it because under or a mystic character of its meaning fancied I perceived for the first time a full conscious part usher tontering his lofty reason on his throne verses were entitled haunted palace palace and nearly very nearly if not aptly thus in the greenest of our valleys be good angels t- tenanted. Once a fair and stately palace, radiant palace reared its head. In a monarch fruit dominion, it stood there, never severed spared a ponion, over a fabric half so fair. Banners yellow, gorgeous, golden, on its roof did float and flow. This and all this was the olden time, time long, long ago. Ever gentle air that dirled, in a sweet day, along the rampants, plued and pallid, a winged odour went away. Wanderers in Verby Valley, uh, that through two luminous windows saw, spirits moving musically, the lute's well-tuned law. Round about a t- throne was sitting poly- polyhydrogen, in state of his glory well-befitting, of all around was seen. All a pale ruby glowing was a fair palace door, through which came flowing, 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 sparkling evermore, a troop of echoes whose sweet duty was not was but to sing voices of passing beauty, wit and wisdom of their king. The evil things in robes of sorrow assailed the monarch's high rate state. Oh, let us mourn, for never morrow shall dawn upon him. Desolate. Around, around about his home, a glory they blushed and bloomed. Is but a dim remembered story on the old time entombed. And travelled now within that valley, through the wide lidden window sea, vast forms of more fantastical, lee, discondent mentally, while like a rapid, ghastly river. Through a pale door, through the pale door, he just rushed out forever and laughed, not smiled, not more. I remember that suggestion rising from his ballad as if a train of thought within became manifested. An opinion of rushes which I mentioned, not so much to count the novelty for other men, have thus, thought thus, and account the pent facility which he maintained it. His opinion in its general form was that of a sentence, only vegetable things. It all this sort of fancy, ideas assumed a more daring character, trespassed upon certain conditions of the kingdom of organization. Lack words express a full extent, earnest abandoned persuasion. The belief, however, is connected 
as I previously hinted, the grey stones of the home of his forefathers. Condition of science and science. Whenever he been here, he made a field and method collation, collation of these stories. The order, the arrangement, as well as that of the many fungi which have spread them, the decayed trees which stood around. Above all, the long and stern endurance, his arrangement, duplication, the steel waters of Tarn, is its evidence, the evidence of science was to be seen, he said. I have started as he spoke. A gradual yet certain cons- consideration of the atmosphere of their own by the waters and the walls. So it was discoverable. He added his silent yet promptitude and terrible influence, which for centuries have moulded the destinies of his family, which made him what I now saw him, what he was. Such opinions need no comment. I shall make none. Our books, our books for years, have formed no small portion of mental existence of the Hoosier. Words might be suggested, trick keeping with his character, fantasism. We pull together over the whole of works such as Verrant, Echisserie, of Gosette, of Bergopogra, of Menchenovelli, The Heaven and the Hell, the Swedenborg book, the Centrinian Voyage of Nicholas Clum. Hindenburg, Hindenburg, a caromancy, rapid fluid, a gendrangi, a dialdicarumi, a journey of the distant, blue distant, metallic, a city of the sun, Capetina, a favourite volume was a small atrello, a vision of Dilkarum, Inquisitor, a Dumakuman, Echometric, Dimgromantry, the passage of Pompous Melee about the old African sires and jip and jip pens over which Asha would sit dreaming for hours, his high delight ever, the founder of the pursuer, seeing Ran, Curry's book, in Quotra Gothic, the man of the forgotten church, Venice Mutrum Spectrum, Quadrum Essentially, Mankatum Sathiti. I could not help thinking of wild ritual of this work, its probable influence upon hydrochronic quadratic. When, one evening, I informed me abruptly the Lady Malay was no more, he stated his intention of preserving her corpse for a fortnight previously as a, its final interment in one of the numerous vaults within the main walls of the building. Holy, worldly reason, however, assigned for this single proceeding was one which I did not feel liberty to dispute. Brother had been led to his resolution, so he told me, a consideration of the unusual character of a lay of the deceased, certain abstruction, obtrusive, and eager inquiries, a part of a medical man, a remote exposed situation, burial ground of the family. I will not deny when I called to mind the sense of countenance of the person whom I met upon the staircase the day of my arrival at that house, I do not desire to oppose that God is the best, but harmless by no means a natural precaution. Christopher personally aided him in arrangements the temporal entombment. The body had been too coffined. He too alone bore it to its rest, vault in which it replaced it, and which we know in so long unopened, our torches half smothered, his oppressive atmosphere gave us little opportunity for investigation. A small damping tarly, without means of mission for lights, lying in great depth immediately beneath the portion of the building which was my own sleeping apartment. It had been used apparently in remote federal times, the worst purpose of Dojon Keep, and later days as a place, deposit for powder, or some other highly combustible substance is a potion for its floor floor whole interior long archway through which we reached when we, which we reached it was carefully sheathed with copper the door was massive of iron but being also particularly similarly protected immense weight curls and a usually sharp grating sound is moved upon its hinges
having deposited a mournful burden upon trestles within this region of horror, particularly turned aside yet and screwed lid of coffin, and looked upon the face of the tent, a striking similitude between a brother and sister now, first arrested my attention, Asher dividing, divining, perhaps my faults, murmured one out some few words, of which I learned the deceased myself have been twins, myself have been twins, Penfield is scarcely in tenable nature, always this is between them, our glances, however, Racing not alone upon the dead, where he could not regard her and were old. The disease when he had lust entombed the lady, the maturity of youth, and left the usual the lady, my ladies. My ladies had strictly a proial character, mockery of a faint blush upon the bosom and face, suspiciously lingering smile upon a face which is so terrible in death. We replaced the screw upon the lid, bound the lid, having secured a door of iron, made a way into a toll, into scarcely less gloomy apartments of a portion of the house. Now some days of bitter grief, having relapsed, an observable change came upon the features of the disorder of my friend. Joining man and vanished, his ordinary preoccupations were neglected, or forgotten, roamed from chamber to chamber, hurried, equal, objectious step, a part of his countenance, assumed, if possible, a more ghostly hue. But the luminous of his eye had utterly gone out. The immense occasional huskiness returned, but heard no more. Tremendous quiver of its, uh, of, as if it's changed terror, habitually characterized his utterance. There are times, indeed, when I thought him increasingly could meditate mind, leaving some precious secret to divulge in which he struggled with necessary courage time again times again i was obliged to resolve all that mere spickle vagaries of madness i beheld him gaze upon vacancy long hours in a true attitude found his attention if listening to some imaginary sound no wonder that his condition terrified that he inflicted me a fell creeping upon me by slow yet certain degrees the mild influence his own fantastic yet impressive superstitions. Is he especially upon retiring to bed late, a night of the seventh, eighth day, after pacing the late, he merely been of Dijon. I experienced the full power of such feelings. Sleep came not near my couch. My eyes waned and waned away, struggled to reason off the nervousness, which had done me dominating over me. I endeavoured to believe that much it is not all that I felt what I felt was due to bewildering influence when we furnished the room. Dark and tattered draperies, tortured under motion, a breath raising tempest, swayed furtively to and fro upon the walls and rustled and leaned upon decorations of the bed. But my efforts were fruitless, irrespressible tremor Gradually pervade my frame at length, and set upon my very heart and compass of utterly, utterly careless alarm. Causeless alarm. Shaking myself with grasp and a struggle, lifting myself upon the pillows and peering and earnestly in an intense darkness of chamber and hearkened. Could not work why, except the instinctive spirit prompted me to certain low and indifferent sounds which came through the pauses of the storm and long intervals. Along I knew not whence, overpowered by immense sentiment of horror, I encountered all yet endurable. I threw out on my clothes in haste, I felt I should sleep no more during that night, endeavoured to rouse myself from the pitiful condition which had fallen, by pacing rapidly to and fro through the apartment. I had taken but a few turns in this manner, a light step on the journeying staircase, Rest my attention. Presently recognize it as that of Usher. Instantly afterward, he rapped, gentle touch at my door, and when I entered, bearing no lamp. Candles as usual, devilishly waned, for uh, moreover, it was a spe- species of mad hatterery. Hatterity in his eyes, of evidently restrained hysteria, 
which his whole demeanour, his whole air, plied me. If any one was preferable to the solitude which I had long endured, I even welcomed his presence as a relief. And you have, and you have not, not seen it? He said abruptly, after being stared about him some moments in silence. You have not, you have not seen, then seen it. But stay, you shall. But speaking, having carefully shaded the lamp, he hurried to one of the casements and threw it freely open the storm. Impetuous fury of this entering gust, then he lifted us from our feet. It is indeed a temperous, yet sternly beautiful night, one wildly singular in its terror, beauty. A whirlwind apparently collected its force of our vicinity, and there was a, with frequent and violent alterations the direction of the wind, receding density of the clouds, which hung so low as to press upon the turrets of the house, but did not prevent our perceiving the life like philosophy which they flew careering from all points against each other without passing away in the distance. So that even its senior density did not prevent our perceiving this, yet we had no glimpse of the moon or stars, nor was any only flashing forth of lightning, but on the surface of the huge masses added vapour, as well as all terrestrial objects, immediately around us a glowing natural light of fairly luminous and distinctly visible gastrous exaggeration, which hung about, strode in the mansion. You must not, you shall not behold this, said I, shuddering and usher, as I fled in a gentle violence the window to seek. The appearance which bewilder you, many electrical phenomena, not uncommon, or maybe they have their ghastly origin, rank mensima or tarn. Let us close this casement. There it is chilling and dangerous to our, your frame. Here is one of my favourite romances. I read. You shall listen. So we shall. So we will pass away this terrible night together. The antique volume which I had picked up was Rare Trust by Sir Lancelot Canning. I had called it favourite ushers more in sad jest than in earnest, for in truth, little of its own coof and majesty proximity could have been in, have an interest for the lofty and spiritual identity of my friend. It was the only book immediately at hand. Dodge a vague hope, excitement, so I agitated the hypotrondratic might. No relief for the history of mental disorder, if filled of similar anomalies. Even in the extremeness of the folly which I should read, could I ever judge indeed the wild overstrained air for the sanity which the hearkened, uh, or apparently hearkened, to worlds of the tale, I might well congratulate myself for the success of my design. I arrived at first at that well-known portion of the story Ephraelda Hero Trust, my sword in vain for a piece of omission, the dwelling in the hermit, who sees to make good an entrance by force. Here, if it will be remembered, words of a narrative run like thus. Emerald was by nature a doughy heart, and who was now mighty with jewel, accounted powerfulness of the wine, which had drunk and waited no longer, held parley with the hermit. His soothe was an obstinate, abs- abs- a menaceful turn, menaceful turn, at feeling the rain upon his shoulders, fearing a rising the tempest, uplifted his mass upright, it blows me quickly room and a planking of door, his gradulated hand, now pulling unnecessarily, so he cracked and whipped and tore asunder, a noise of drying, hollow sounding wood, loaded, ballooned, a reverted fruit of Horace, termination sentence has started, uh, started, and then for a moment pause, it appeared to me, though I had once concluded my sighted fancy, perceive me, it appeared to me that for some very remote portion of the pension, some indistinctly my ears, and might have been the exact similarity of the character of the echo, if siphon of dull, one paternity, very crackling, ripping sound, as Sir Lancelot, so particularly describe it, 
was beyond doubt the co- coincidence alone which arrested my attention. But amid the rattling of snatches, the casements and the only coming, coming lazes, the still increasing storm of sound in itself, and nothing surely which could interest, have interest or disturbed me, I continued the story. But a good champion of road, now entering within the door, was just so engaged. May it have seen a single for most, may it have fallen hermit, may it steed before a dragon, a scaly, prodigious demeanour, a still very tongue, his technical guard below, for a palace of gold with a floor of silver, upon the wall which hung a shield, plain in brass of his legend written, who enters within, a conqueror have speed, who slay of the dragon a shield, he shall win. Everyone uplifted and mace and struck upon the head, the dragon which fell below and before him, gave out its fifty breath, and the freight so horrid of mass, being so piercing the alpharet, fade to close his eyes, and his iron hands against the noiseful noise of it, and like therefore was never foreheard. Here again I paused abruptly, now with a feeling of wildest amazement, for there could be no doubt whatever, but in this instance I actually hear her. Although there was a bat from what direction it proceeded, found it impossible to say. No apparent distant but harsh, attracted the most unusual screaming, grating sound of that counterpart, of what my fancy really conjured up for the dragon's unnatural shriek as described by the romancer. The process certainly was upon the occurrence of this second and most extraordinary coincidence, a thousand conflicting sensations, which wonder extreme terrors. Predominant, but still with trained, significant pleasure, presence of mind, avoid discreting. By any observation of sensitive nakedness, my companion was by no means certain we noticed the sounds in question, although assuringly a second alteration had, during the first last few minutes, taken place in his demeanour. But in my position, fending of my own, he had gradually brought that round his chair to sit in his face to the door of the chamber, thus I could but partly perceive his features, although I saw that his lips trembled as if they were muttering audibly. His head was dropped upon his breast. I caught he was not asleep from the wild, rigid eye. Opening his eye, I caught a glimpse of his profile. The motion of his body, too, was a variance which was this idea. He rocked from side to side with gentle, yet constant and uniform once way, having rapidly taken notice of all this. I assumed the narrative of Sir Launcelot, which thus, which, which thus proceeded. And now the champion, having escaped from the terrible fury of the dragon, bethinking himself of raising shield of the blanking up enchantment which was now upon it, he rode the cosmos about the way before him, approached very over the silver pavement. Castle to where the shield was open on the wall. It smoothed hard, not in his full coming, but fell down his feet upon the silver floor. Mighty, mighty, great silver ringing sound. As soon as his syllables passed my lip, then as the shield of brass had the deed, a moment falling heavily over ship upon a field of silver. Floor of silver, I was aware of a distant follow of mechanic, metallic and clamorous yet. A feel of apparently muffled reverberation. Completely unnerved, I lay to my feet. A measure of reckoning moment. The moment of Asher was undisturbed. I reached to the chair in which he sat. His eyes were bent fixedly up before him, and throughout his whole countenance there was rigid rain and stormy rigidity. I placed my hand upon his shoulder. Came a sudden shudder upon his whole person, a slippery smile quivered about his lips. I saw that he spoke in a low, hurried, and gibbering murmur, as if unconscious my presence breaking, bending closely over him. I had at length drunk the hideous import of his words. Now I hear it. Yes, I hear it. I had have heard it long, 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 many times, many hours, many days. Have I heard it? Yet I dared not. Oh, pity me, merciful wretch, I am. I dare not, dare not speak. We are not, they have our, put our living in a tomb. Said I not, said not, I may my, my senses were cute. I not tell you what I heard of those first 
even moments in the rifle coffin. I had heard him many days ago, yet I dared not. I speak, I dare not speak, but not so might tonight, Ethelred. Ah, ha, the breaking of the hermit's door, a death cry of the dragon, the clamber of the shield, saying nothing, the rendering of a coffin, the grating of iron hinges of a prison, and the struggles within the copper archway of the vault. Ah, whither shall I fly? Will she not be a on here and on? She shall not, she shall not hurry, but upbraid me from my, from my haste. Have I not heard a footstep on the stair? Do I not distinguish the heavy and horrible beating of my heart? Madman, have he sprung furiously to his feet and streaked out his syllables? If an effort he was giving up his soul, madman, I too should now stand without, the, without that door. As if the sublimity of his utterance there had been found a prophecy, a spell, huge antique panels of which be completed through and so threw slowly back upon the instant their ponderous and ebony floors, the work of gushing, gushing gusts, and then about the, these doors there stood, the, stood lofty in the shrouded figure of Lady Malay, Medley of Usher, and blood upon their white robes, and ever it's a more bitter struggle, and every impulsion of demonstrated frame, a moment she remained trembling and creeping to and fro upon the threshold, then the low money cry, fell heavily in between upon the person of her brother. In a violent, now final death agonies, bore him of the floor, the corpse, victim of the terrors he had, appreci- had appreciated, anticipated. From the chamber from that mansion, a fade aghast, the storm was still abroad in my, all its wolf, as I found myself crossing the old causeway. Suddenly there shot along the path, a wild light had turned to see whence a gleam so unusual could have been could have been have issued. Provost had its shadows were blown behind me. Raised as that of a small setting, a blood red moon, which now shone vividly through the once barely discernible through George, which had become before spoken, standing from the roof to the building, is exact direction of my face. I gaze its fusion rapidly widened. There came a fierce breath of a whirlwind. Entire orb of sunlight burst upon my sight. My brain reeled as I saw the mighty walls rushing asunder with a long, tremendous shouting sound like a voice of a thousand waiters. A deep, dark turn of my feet closed suddenly and suddenly the fragments of the house of Usher.